Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Sarah Madras. And I'm Jenny Midgley. And this is the show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. I'm so proud of you. You didn't have it pulled up. It's only taken two years. <laughs> we got goals, baby. We, we do got, got goals. goals. You're good today. And today on the show, we are very excited for our uh, guest today. You may be able to find her on different social platforms as Unlearn16, but the lovely Joanna Johnson is joining us from Ontario. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, I'm at school, so if you hear a student yell or somebody pops into my door, listen, that's just the price of doing podcasts where you happen to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yep, we're all for that. All right, so introduce yourself, tell your audience who you are, what you're about. Sure. So my name is Joanna. Unlearn16 is my TikTok handle. I have since translated that into a podcast of my own, Unlearn16 Mm -hmm. Classes in Session. I started doing it, well, I I got a divorce and then I went to lockdown. And that all happened (laughs) in the same narrow window of a beautiful time in my life. And it was pretty awful. As I was sitting at home, teaching online, never leaving my house, as everybody was in Ontario at the time, had a a flash of all of my students showing me TikToks, horrible TikToks, by the way, nothing that represents the TikTok that I do or that I see. I thought I'm in. And my friend's son, Charlie, who is 12 years old, 13 now, he's Joel, let me just set you up an account. And if you feel like it. So literally this kid did all of the setup, showed me how to work the whole thing because I was incompetent. Can we borrow Charlie? Um, Charlie, (laughs) yeah. I can put him to work. You don't understand. He has designed shirts for me. He has designed a website for me. He's designed an intro and an out. Like That's amazing. He's amazing. So I started doing it. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Look, he's good at what he does. So I started uh, doing that. And initially I was doing the whole lip sync kind of thing, which was very much out of my character. I think a lot of my friends are like, are you okay? Who are you becoming in this lockdown? Or do we need to send some help? Look, we know the separate, the divorce was hard. We know lockdown's hard, but do we need to send a physician? Do... Is there medication? What do we need here, Joe? Whatever. And uh, it was very liberating because it scared the crap out of me. I never wanted to act. I never, and it it always made me sweat. I don't mind speaking in front of people, but like pretending to be something else made me very uncomfortable. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do stuff that makes me uncomfortable. And then it translated into what I do and what I love, which is talking about, usually sarcastically, politics, social justice, teaching, all the stuff I go through here, being out in the world and stuff like that. And here we are. Which is how you ended up on my side of TikTok, because I very much appreciate the Alphabet Mafia TikTok and the social justice TikTok and the politics TikTok. The other stuff is funny. Like I sent Sarah one this morning that I was like, I can't. There was no words. I just sent her the TikTok because I was like, this is amazing. And but then there's other ones that that I actually like value. Right. Hearing people's perspectives and learning what they have to say and understanding where they come from. And when you find that community that aligns with who you are, it's powerful. And then you feel like you get these little doses of validation and reality Mm -hmm. in this world that's so. Yeah. And I think that's the key is the validation. You get validation that one, you're not in it alone. You're not alone. Yeah. And validation of it's not just me. It's not just me thinking it. It's not just me feeling it. I'm not the crazy one or the weird one. I do have people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And for me also, it's been an exercise in like stretching outside my comfort zone, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, because I'm yeah. always, I do not enjoy being in front of the camera. Wait, Joe, I should, we should send her some behind the scenes. The first time we ever did a photo shoot, I was like, are you okay? What's going on with you? <laughs> because I was genuinely medically concerned because I didn't, I didn't know that was going to happen. And I was like, are you I was right? wearing a dress. And it, heels. It looked like you were having no. a stroke. Like and looked- I don't wear. <laughs> well, I wear. But that's sneaker- the. There's like, the problem. Yeah. There's the problem, right? It's we try so hard in this world. Sometimes, some we all do, myself included, to be what we think people want or people need or people are going to identify as legitimate and serious, and in that we lose all of our authenticity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we lose our authenticity, our message stops mattering anyway. I've said to people like at 46, a lot of people think, oh, how are you so confident or whatever? First of all, I'll tell you a whole list of insecurities. Right. But besides that, it's taken me 46 years, getting better at my job, going through crappy relationships, dealing with family stuff, dealing with friend stuff, like building this network of people and finally understanding I'm going to say and be exactly who I am and and hopefully people respond to that to get here yeah at 46 yep. not at 22 right. not yep. at 30 like it took it takes time how do you Joe how do you balance hmm. and find the harmony between stretching outside of your comfort zone and still being authentic and true to yourself well, I think And it depends what my comfort zone is. I'm still very, if somebody said to me, people have said to me, why don't you act? Like, why don't you try acting? Why don't you try this? So I've done a few auditions. My part, Anna's an actress. She does all these auditions. So she's got me to do a couple. I have yet to get the gig. So there is that. (laughs) I'm, I'm upset. I've done three whole auditions, nothing. So anyways, I I do these auditions. That's three whole auditions. Did you do, are you an office fan? It's asinine. No, I haven't. I haven't watched The Office. I'm not even going to try for this joke. We don't want to. It's going to fall flat. But all of my Office fans out there will understand when Michael Scott read the entire Law and Order episode. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. And then didn't get the part in Sweeney Todd. That's all I'm going to say. Look, I have it. And and so when I've acted this stuff out, Anna will give me direction. She'll be like, Joanna, stop using your hands. I said, I don't think you know who I am. I physically can't stop. She's, yeah, but. In the acting world, you got, I'm doing it now, you got to put your hands down, do less so they can see the option of, of molding you. And I said, I already don't like it. Right. I don't want somebody to mold me. They either likely like me for me, but I hear how ridiculous that sounds. So I do my best to step outside of that. I'm not very good at it. But I think, look, stepping outside of my comfort zone, but I think still being authentic to who you are. So for example, all of these TikToks or doing the podcast, There's an authenticity that continues through it. These are things that I love, that I want to do. And if they scare me a little bit on the front end, that's okay because I have a center. So acting still scares the bejesus out of me because I'm not good at it. I've never trained at it. And I like being me. I never used to even like Halloween. Yes. Because it would make me. I feel that on so many levels because that's the exact reason why I was like, but I feel like I'm being in Spanish class when... I struggled and they were like, why are you struggling with this? You can actually do it. And I said, yes, but I feel like I'm being disrespectful 
to the Latina community that I am trying to be this little poser pretending. That you're trying to say Pero and all that's coming out is Pero. And I was like, it doesn't feel authentic. And because it doesn't feel authentic, it feels like I'm being disrespectful. Same Mm -hmm. thing. I stuck at acting and I was like, oh, this could be fun because I'm very dramatic. But... I then felt like right. I am trying to be somebody that I'm not. And that, oh, I but feel we live, you on all of that. Joe. But we live in that dramatic <laughs> space and where like that dramatic space is comfortable. Like that reactivity drama right. is comfortable. Pretending to be dramatic for reading lines or whatever. Correct. That's the difference, I think. Because yes. like, can you imagine somebody trying to stop me from talking with my hands? Like right. you have to cut them off. That's what I'm saying. I love drama. Don't get me wrong. I just like it like coming from my soul, not yes. coming from a script. Yes. I'll be dramatic all day long. Yes. yes. But I'm just, it takes a specific kind of person to be able to do that, which is cool. That's amazing. It's, I just don't think it's me. Feel that on every level. Yes yeah. to all. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm like, yes to all. So then... <laughs> So then what has it been like? Because this is essentially pretty new, really, for you. And so what does it feel like to be thrust into this new level of visibility and exposure? Where And it's not just the level of visibility and exposure. It's to the point where a million people follow your shit. Because that's vulnerability. Like that is right. And they're asking you, they're asking you for your, my Mm -hmm. dude, give me the merch, right? Like that's the right this merch situation. I need a merch person because people are talking about merch and I have all these great ideas, but in my head, I I think in my head I'm Pharrell. I don't know who I think I am. But I want the right merch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I totally. want a whole product line, whereas everybody else is just finding a sweatshirt company to throw on whatever and do it. But for me, I just I want something authentic like just something cool but again it's just i overthink everything and then i can't handle that at the same time See, as doing this yeah and i'm gonna challenge you yes. i don't think it's overthinking i think it goes falls right back into that like you want it to be right in alignment that's you know, integrity that's right mm-hmm. that's it's yeah. integrity versus overthinking like you're recognizing that when you do it you want it to look and feel like you don't have to go back and do it again and you're doing Absolutely. it right the first time. But then I'm also cognizant of the fact that I'll spend $100 on a sweatshirt because I'm a moron. But <laughs> not only do people not want to do that, some people can't. Yeah, so I right. want to make it accessible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I struggle with those two things. And I just need a person. This is a shout out to anybody who wants to just do we my... Might, yes. You can take yeah. a cut. I don't... I just don't... I want to design it because I have all these great designs and then I, I want to not do anything mm-hmm. surrounding it other yeah. than watch people. On the vulnerability side, it's interesting because people, I think your stuff, your TikTok stuff gets pushed out to your area first. So the cool part is a lot of the times when I go out now, somebody will notice who I am, whether it's at the Metro or at Shoppers Drug Mart or wherever it is I go on the norm. And it's very cool because they're very complimentary. And I've worked myself into how to have a conversation because they just want to have a little yeah. talk with you rather than me saying, oh, thank you very much. Bye. I I try to be a little bit more personal with that. And what I love about it is when people say, listen, I don't agree with everything you say. Politically, I might stand over here, but I love the way you say it. I always want to listen to you and you always do it with respect. And I don't think I could have a bigger compliment for me. And so The vulnerability, people don't come at me. Some people get a lot of pretty horrible hate and I don't mean to be tempting fate here, but people (laughs) come at me, right? People come at me with what's wrong with your hair or why do you wear hats like that or whatever. 
To me, that's just stupidity. There might be hate, but it's fine. And so I'm not really getting that. And a lot of people are like, why do you address that? Well, I address that not for the person who said it, but I address that for the 16 year old kid that has a haircut like mine and happens to be getting bullied or harassed. And so that they can look at my video and go, well, that's how Joanna handled it with a little Mm -hmm. bit of sarcasm, no anger, no swearing, and then just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. For that's yeah. And the responses, the responses that you do give to some of the the haters that are like, because there are some that are like just ignorant and rude. And then, but even the responses are highly respectful. That is that high level of integrity. It keeps your lane clean where you're, instead of you puffing up and getting aggressive, Mm -hmm. instead of you shrinking down and people pleasing, you're standing your sacred ground and maintaining in alignment with your values of being in integrity and treating people with respect. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the only place conversation gets to happen. I also feel, and this happens every once in a while. I do a lot of lives. I do, I have a lot of conversation every once in a while. I'll get somebody in my lives that'll just say ridiculous things. And I give them love and I say, listen, Stick around. What do you, what problem do you have with me? What yep. don't you agree with? Let's talk about Let's it. Let's get curious. Yes. And yes. every once in a while, that person goes, you know what? I was wrong about you. Thank you for having the discussion. And and I apologize for how I came at you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's it. That's all that matters. Yep. That's growth. I'm good. Thank you. So yeah, then what, what scares you on this journey? Ooh, that's a great question. You know what? I don't think I'm smart enough to be scared. I, and, and what I mean by that is I'm not very good. A lot of people are very good at thinking sort of way down the line or people will ask things like, do you believe in God? I'm like, I don't think about it. I, <laughs> I think about who I am. Yes. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yes. No, I, no, I, I, just I am there with you. Yes. I just don't care. I, I don't care. And my brain doesn't go there. I don't try to figure out things I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't know. And so what I can't know is what five years into this, maybe other opportunities that I get, I can't guess at the negative consequence. So I can't be scared of it because I can't guess at it. Oh girl. Like you just gave me a moment. Thank you. You just gave me right? growth because I am such a forward thinker. Oh, I am yes. like, and I didn't connect yes. until you just said that that is the reason why I like, that's what increases my anxiety. If I stop, sure. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen five years from now. I don't know where I'll be and just be more present in the moment rather than trying to be like, okay, I have to teach my kids this now and stop be micromanaging life so mm-hmm. that I can, so that they grow up to be right. like safe and wonderful and courageous and resilient humans rather than me going, Oh my God, this right here could lead to this and lead to this and lead to this. Yeah, no, that's really, that's what it's like to be in her brain. And it's, but it's funny though, right? Thank you, Joe. Thank you. (laughs) But that's the thing, right? Like when you, when you can, and part of it is a like legitimate reaction to past trauma that has led you to this point where you were so invested in creating a better world for your boys and Mm -hmm. for all of our kids and all of our, and all of our people and, and modeling great behavior but to joe's point like if you just kind of sit back and are like hey you know sometimes things are just gonna happen which look i yeah i get the anxiety with kids though that's different i don't have a kid i get that i get wanting to protect and build and all of that kind of stuff i do it on a much like you do you have a whole bunch of kids But they're not my kids. I understand that when it comes to kids, but it's still, I guess to me, it's still like, 
it's and it goes back to religion for a lot of people. A lot of people like, mm. don't you want to know? Or what about the final consequence? I'm like, listen, I don't whatever's five years or whatever's in the afterlife, I wouldn't act any differently than I am. I'm acting right now, given the information I have and the intelligence I've accumulated tomorrow, I'll be smarter than I was today. Mm-hmm. But that's all I can do. All I can do is act in the best possible way today yep. that I think is good. If I make a mistake, I'll own it. We'll move past it. But that's it. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. I can't possibly know the ripple effect. And that right there is shame resilience. So then how mm-hmm. did you acquire this level of grounded confidence and shame resilience? My mom, hands down. My parents divorced when I was young. Oops. And I was... My dad was still in my life, but I was raised by a single mom and she was this, she was an amazing nurse. I have very close to my family. And the thing that my mom did for me and maybe other people were annoyed by it from a, as soon as I could speak, she allowed me to have a very strong, very confident voice that was listened to, that was taken into consideration. And then every day she'd say how smart and powerful I was and how proud, even when I screwed up, right? Mm -hmm. Every single day she did that. I remember like my grandma would say, who's raising who here? Is it your daughter? Why does she get so much say? My grandma's staying quiet. That's what kids job are. Whereas my mom's, no, if Joanna has something she needs, I don't always agree. My mom didn't always agree. High expectations about who I was and what I did and stuff like that. But my mom said she has just as a valid opinion at five years old as anybody else. And that's it. I I honestly believe that's it. Yes. And we legit just had this conversation in our house last night mm -hmm. because my seven-year-old wants to grow out his hair. And yeah. And so I'm like, your hair, your body, like whatever mm-hmm. you want to grow it out. My husband was taking the other ones, like they were going to get a haircut. My littlest was there. And my husband, do you, you want to get your haircut? You sure you want to get your haircut? You don't want to get it? When they got home, I noticed that my seven-year-old is haircut. And I was like, right. what, what is happening here? Like he said he didn't oh, want his haircut. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, Matthew. Right. <laughs> and oh, Matthew. Matthew. I'm so sorry for what's about to happen. <laughs> So I was like, I don't understand. He said he didn't want his haircut. He wanted to grow it out. And at first, Matt's response was, but I'm the parent. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, his hair, his body, his Mm -hmm. choice. And he's I just asked him. And Lennox goes, yeah, but you kept bugging me about it. So I figured I better say yes. And I was like, see? There it is. (laughs) And there it is. And, Matthew. and in Matt's head, he was like, well, I thought I was just being nice and asking him if no. we're getting ours and he's getting his. And you I was pressuring like pressuring your beliefs and your values. Correct. On your Whether it was child. subconsciously or not, it still happened. And I'm not going to apologize for what I'm about to say. All right. So <laughs> when my five-year-old came to me, I had rainbow hair at the time, like nice full on like rainbow. I have, it's blue, I have blue right now. But so when he was five, he was like, Hey, I want to, I want my hair to be blue. And I was like, so I went, got the, I, I did it all myself and I got the lightener and I got the dye and I did the, I do the good stuff. And, and my husband was like, what? And I was like, he has to dye his hair blue. I'm like, his mother literally has fucking rainbow hair. <laughs> so what am I going to do? Tell my five-year-old no. It's, it's just hair. We yeah. can cut it off, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, so we then progressed. Now he won't even let me dye, like look at his hair the other way, but I really wish he would let me, still let me dye it. But anyway. Then he was like, he wanted the the hard part. And I was like, all right, took him to the barber, mm-hmm. got him the hard part. My husband's like, why? 
Why not? And I was like, (laughs) because why not? It's just hair. It'll grow back. All right. Fast forward again. He wants to grow it out long. Is the whatever the the kid style that's like long on top and fade all around the side and hangs. That's what Lennox wants. And diet. All right, dude, let's right. just do it. So all along, because it's just fucking hair. So last week we were at my parents. But it's hair, and but it gives them a voice. It yes. gives and them it gives ownership them agency and, and autonomy. And it's yes. body autonomy. And yes. nobody's going to fucking tell my kid yes. what mm-hmm. he can and can't mm-hmm. do with his body. Mm-hmm. So then when the three-year-old at the time wants to dye her hair, I just get color deposit conditioner and hope right. for the best. But it doesn't stay on little right. girl's hair. But And then... Now, fast forward, so we're at my parents' house for Thanksgiving, and or the week before Thanksgiving, and we go to the mall because we needed to get uh, new air, and they actually have a functional mall that, like, has full, all the stores are there and everything. So I know, it's very interesting. Isn't it weird? That's like a oddity now. <laughs> right, like, yeah, we have right. one here. Anyway, anyway, so we go and get uh, to the Apple store and, and to replace the earbuds that, that were broken. <laughs> And oh. yeah, but they weren't like they were You're the killing the me twenty dollars of this story. Shut up! Listen. <laughs> so we go. So then we're walking out. Wait, what happened to my microphone? microphone? Okay. Oh, there we go. Hello. Okay. Yes. So no, something is wrong with my microphone. The universe is telling you speed up you. your story, woman. <laughs> <laughs> no. Seriously. Joe. Yeah. I could fix it, but I'm enjoying this a little bit. <laughs> He's slightly pulling out your clip yes, from, yes, the, from yes. the switchboard. This is the important part. So we're walking out of the mall. Samantha literally has a fucking drop down, lay on the floor, meltdown, because the Claire's store is closed. <laughs> the woman comes over and opens the Claire's store. And I was like, okay, so we go in the Claire's store, like meltdown averted, whatever, or not averted, but stopped at least. Nicholas finds these magnetic earrings and he's, can we prank daddy? And I was like, prank. totes, let's prank daddy with these let's magnetic do earrings. Do it up. He wears them all day, loses them. We find them. It's like a whole thing, whatever, throughout the day. My mother says, I don't understand why he needs, sorry, mom, because I know you're listening to this. I don't understand why he, ne- she's our biggest fan, Joe. Biggest fan. Yes. So she's, but I don't, he looks like a woman. I was like, Nope. <laughs> Stop right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if no. <laughs> yeah. And then I learned a great phrase because my six-year-old comes prancing through and says, boys can wear earrings just like girls can. Yay, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> Unprompted. She's, Nana, it's fine. Yeah. And the reality is earrings are for ears. Mm-hmm. Hair color is for hair. Like, yeah. Dresses are for bodies. Mm-hmm. The reality is that you can have a very clear sense of body autonomy at a young age and decide what you want to do. And who am I to tell you? And he actually looked fucking good with the he magnetic did. earrings. He did. He, did. he looked it. super good. Yeah. And so I'm like, if you want to get your ears pierced, it's cool. I mean, that I will probably have to talk to your father about, but... <laughs> Joe, how often are how often are you seeing that, and how often does that mm. do those messages come slide into your DMs and things like that? All the time, mm-hmm. and and what I find interesting, I was always allowed. Like I've told stories about how I've dressed, but it's easier. Let's be honest; it's easier for young girls to transgress those gender norms than it is for young boys. Why? Because we have this inherently homophobic and and terrified society that men are becoming effeminate. But what I find interesting about that discussion, a, I don't believe in 
gender roles at all. I don't, I believe that gender is a social construction and all of that kind of thing, but I do save space for people like your mom or people like whoever, whoever, mm -hmm. as long as you don't come at aggressively, if you're right. going to come aggressive, then I'm going to have to shut you down harder. But these people, even my generation, those roles were hard and fast and yep. laid on us through every piece of novel that we read, yep. movie that we watched, uh, family dinner that we had. It's just, it's been inundated. The first thing we do when we see a baby, oh my God, they're so beautiful. Is it a boy or a girl? Yep. Why in the... We are trained because mm -hmm. we're going to talk to them differently. We're going to hold them differently. We're going to use different words to describe this little tiny potato. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the fundamental category that we have been trained to put upon people to decide how am I going to treat them? How am I going to? And it's a really difficult untraining or unlearning process. Yep. I think it's the hardest one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's fundamental to everybody. People Truly. even do it with dogs because we have a oh, little yeah. we have a little six pound dog and they always say she. And Ruby is a hundred pounds and yes. they always say he. Yes. My dog is a hundred pounds. Yes. Yes. It, you, then you correct them. Why the hell are we correct? I don't even care. And like, I, I don't even care. And like I, it's I a dog, did, it's a fluff ball. I did like, like a, I did like a social experiment yes. because I got her a red harness. And it's even more now yes. that right. people are like, Oh, what's his name? And I'm like, it's a girl and her name is Ruby Sue. Hence why she has a red harness Ruby because harness. her name is Ruby. <laughs> and but the color find... was Ruby. <laughs> I find it funny that we, like, because Presley's a boy, and I find it funny I correct. Who the hell? First of all, they've all been spayed and neutered. Right, so they're all. We're, <laughs> we're in a weird category anyways, but why do I care to correctly right. tell yeah, people right. the sex of my dog? She has yeah, no Because it means nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's still in my head. It's still in my mm. head, and I yeah. look the way I do, but don't think that I've offshook all gender yes. expectations and gender norms because I haven't. Yes. I just see it as being a little, again, girls have a little bit more, lat actually, quite a bit more latitude yeah. with the no, way absolutely. we're allowed to dress, how we're allowed to present. As soon as a little boy grows out his hair or wants to paint his fingernails or whatever thing he wants to do, it's getting way better. Don't yep. get me wrong. But he'll come up against it a little harder. Not only do we have a homophobic society when it comes to men, I think we st we obviously still have an inherently sexist society in which we prioritize masculine traits, we subordinate the feminine. So yep. by doing so, when our boys exhibit feminine traits, technically they're stepping down a social ladder. Why would you do that? And that's um, only because we prioritize. That's it. Yeah. Right. And nail yeah. polishes for nails, y'all. Yeah, and it's so- Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I hate nail polish. I will never put nail polish on. It makes me physically uncomfortable. Right. I have no idea why. And it, it's been interesting for- <laughs> That's another conversation for another day. So um, odd. I'm like, we'll unpack whatever that right. is. Like, we can <laughs> talk about that. Like- Childhood said what trauma? To you? I don't right. know. There's some childhood trauma there. But like, I think it's interesting also as a parent, and I'm sure that you see this in the classroom as well, because it's, you're going to see it. You spend a lot of time with these kids. Mm -hmm. When they recognize that what they're doing is outside the norm, Mm -hmm. And then they, they all, their petals just go folded mm -hmm. on one another. I remember when Nicholas decided he didn't want to wear nail polish anymore, when he decided he didn't want to dye his hair anymore, when mm -hmm. he decided, like the kid lived in a tutu for three months. But when he decided mm -hmm. that all of that was no it longer. It does look like the petals going in, like yeah. that's a great, it does. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. And mm -hmm. they just, yep. Yep. Yeah. And they just shrink in on themselves. And yeah. I wonder like what, and, and these platforms are great because I think it's a way for, for whatever the detriment of social media and the comparing and the, all of that stuff, 
But if we can teach kids to use it and find the safe spaces on these apps where mm -hmm. they can learn about other, that yeah. otherness that's not necessarily a bad thing. And Joe, what role do you feel like, if any, that teachers can play in that in a positive way? Look, we spend more time with your kids than most parents spend with their kids. So of course we're an influence. Anybody that's like, oh, I'm not an influence, of course you are. You just get to decide how you are that influence, how you're using that inherent power, whether you want it or not. For me, I really, I mean, kids are way smarter than us, A. I, I, I fundamentally believe the younger the kid, the smarter they are. And as they get older, just like your son and the pedals going in, these external influences have taught him this isn't okay. So the best I can do at, as young or as old as I teach is constantly talk about diversity and equity and about change and about identity. And I think this is a real key because people don't think about it very often. Kids are figuring it out. Look, your son might have wanted to wear nail polish. Let's take the social out of it for a second on a Thursday. But you know what? Friday, he's not feeling it. Right. But we have a weird society where if you don't fit in a box, we want to know what box you're in, please, so we can put you there. But then when you want to step outside of that box, you're met with other kind of back and forth. So I feel as though the fluidity of identity and how you want to present and what you want to wear that's what we need to push towards. We need to push towards the fact that on one day a kid can wear a dress and the next day they can wear a Spider-Man costume. The next day they can paint their nails and wear, I don't know, lugs and a jacket. And that's a completely acceptable because they like all of those yes. things. Right. Yes. Because it's there preference. is a fluidity. It's yes. not right or wrong. It's not good or bad. It is just, this is my preference. And if you and respect me- And it's my preference me, today. Yes. If, if you respect me as a person- then it's irrelevant because that's my preference. Yeah. Yeah. And my preference can change tomorrow. And it changes. My preference can be, yeah. Yes. That's yeah. the yes. key. I think that's the key. Because not that I don't respect people's identities. Of course I do. Not that I don't. People that, because when I say I want to get rid of gender pronouns, the trans community and the straight community, they can both have different issues with that. And I've spoken to trans people who say, yeah, but... Because we live in a world of binaries, uh, uh, that is how I identify. Yep. So if you take that identifier away from me in this society, mm -hmm. I don't get to have power. And I totally get that. I totally understand mm -hmm. that. But I feel as though we, I, I will do whatever anybody needs me to do, first of all. But the more we push to chucking all of the categories out the window, the stronger we all become, the more intelligent we yep. all become, the more aware, the more we truly... When we tell kids we want them to be unique and we want them to be themselves, if I hear that anymore, but we tell them when to sit down, how to study, what to wear to school, what they can and can't eat at lunch, who they should be hanging out with, what they should be watching on TV. There are so many ways we're telling them who to be. And then at the end of the day saying, oh, but be yourself. That's a, <laughs> what? Like, like it's that's a up. hard, it's so, right? Yeah. That's, it's a tightrope. Yeah, mm -hmm. for them. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Very like, much. Am I being myself? Am I? Yes. Am, I being, am I doing it now? <laughs> yeah. How would you ever know? And to be honest, what we should tell them is, P.S., you're not going to know until you're 40 anyway. So yes. just right. Just right out. Right. Yes. Just right, yeah. Yes. Just yes. keep experimenting along the way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just keep experimenting yeah. along the way. Yeah. Yes. Be, yes. be respectful to other people and try yeah. and, and be safe and mm -hmm. try whatever you want to try in this life have a good time with it. I think mean, that's yep. it. Yep. And that's right? what we say in yep. our house. If it's not harmful mm -hmm. or hurtful. Exactly. Then there we go. Whatevs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Whatevs. 
For you, what are you, what has been your proudest moment this year? Oh, oh wow. Um, and you can't say the engagement because that, no, that's, that's like not you something can't I did. I just, it was a joke based on our last guy. Okay, never mind. There I jumped out. I'm proud I ran right past. No, I think my mom's gone through a lot. She's, we discovered that she had cancer about a year ago. And I think going through that with her and being both uh, a, a daughter, I don't want to say in a parent, but as a, a, a person that stands with her through all of that and trying to understand how to attack it with her, how to support her, but how to encourage her, how do I push her, but not too hard, like, what do you have to do in that? And dealing with all of the very grown up things of doctors and hospitals and surgeries and all of that stuff and being very honest about it and reaching out to a lot of amazing people who have given me nothing but strength. And hopefully I've given them a little bit about that. I think this is what makes me the most I, I, human, but it's what really tests what you can do, how you can do it, how much my mom still cares about if I'm okay during all of this. Yeah, that, you're not going to take that out of her. That's just not going to change. <laughs> True. But this is the hard part of life. This is, we, we argue about money or views on TikTok or whatever. I don't mean to make this super heavy. I just mean these are the hard things every single person has in common. Mortality, your family, illness, and, trans, and, and going through that. And how do we go through that? How do we go through that in the best possible way we can? How do we reach out? A lot of people would say, why do you keep, you talk about it? I'm like, are you crazy? I talk about it because people give a, I hope I give something, but they give me back ideas, support, mm -hmm. love. Are you crazy? Why wouldn't we tap into that rather than trying to hide it all the time? And I feel like we do that. You pass a person on the street, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. That's the expectation. Mm -hmm. What a stupid expectation. Yes. What, yeah. a, what the, a super yeah. What a isolating when you go into a conversation and you're like, we've learned how to not go to the the lower level. Like every time I think about people have layers, I think of like Shrek where they're, I'm an onion, right? So when we only start with that outer shell and we're like, yeah. mm, it's fine. Like it's a it's an easy cop out to be like, no, mm -hmm. how, how are you really? You can then go next to the next step. And it may only be like, it doesn't have to be a 25 minute long conversation. It can no. just be like, hey, I'm just here to check in on you. I know you've been struggling. It's called empathy, people. Mm -hmm. It's called empathy. And there's a great Brene Brown cartoon that you can go watch. It's about 10 minutes long. We'll link it in the comments for when we post this. But it literally shows, like, it's about learning to be empathetic mm -hmm. and stand with people and support them in a way where... You don't have to be intrusive. You can just be like, I'm no. Yeah. And I think that these social well, like, communities do provide that 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 space to, to give mm -hmm. that support. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. addition to the fucked up comments and trashy shit, but <laughs> we can if you can learn to roll with that too, right? Like mm -hmm. then it, it's it becomes it's just great. I'm just so happy that we're all here today. <laughs> yeah, me me too. <laughs> and it rolls right into mental health, right? Everybody's going through something big in their life. I promise you, it it. Everybody is. I used to have a partner or whatever that would get really mad if I would tell friends that I don't have any money this week. And she's, can you just not? Can you not tell people our business? I'm like, listen, I can't go for dinner this week. It's fine. Why are we hiding <laughs> right. everything? Right. Why does, I am a teacher. I'm not running a major corporation. This week, I don't have an extra hundred bucks to go... Who cares? Why can't we share that? Because I promise you, everybody at some point goes, crap, my bank account looks like garbage. Why yeah. can't we share that? Why right. can't we just put that on the table rather right. than trying to pretend like everything's shiny and perfect yes. all the time? Yes, yes. 
and everybody's going through it. If you put it on the table, maybe I feel a little less crappy when I'm going through it. You know what I mean? And so that that person doesn't create a false narrative in their head of, oh, Joe doesn't want to hang out with me anymore. She doesn't want to be my friend. She's distancing from me. I don't feel connected. Let's just say... I would love to go. I love you, and I would love to spend time with you. I don't have an extra hundred dollars this week to go to dinner. Yeah. We'll figure it. Come like, over. Like, what's we'll wrong with McDonald's? Me? Like, there we go. like I love yeah. that because yeah. that's right. that. I love that clarity. That's the whole clearest kind. Because then, yeah. and what you said. So then, that gives the other person the opportunity to say, "Oh my God, I wasn't even aware of that." Right. I, that sure. wasn't in my sphere of consciousness. We don't have to go out to dinner. Why don't you just come over for coffee? Yeah. There we go. And then, or don't worry about it. I got you this week. You know what I mean? And then the next time you can get, so then it provides the opportunity for us to to have that moment of being like loved and cared for and supported as, and set appropriate boundaries. If that other person would be like, oh, you know what? That's so sorry. We'll catch you next time. And then it's fine. Either way, it's going to be fine and not in the fucked up and secure neurotic way. Correct. Or in the shame, or in the shame concealing way. Yes. Shame concealing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's very much the root. Like I'm not dismissing all different mental issues that we go through, but mental health starts, I think, with us being able to be honest about who we are, where we're at, what we can offer, put it on the friggin' table. And that, even if you don't have the confidence to do that, trust me, it will breed confidence when you've done it enough. Yep. You know what I mean? Because people will get it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Love oh, it. love it. I love, I literally love, and we didn't even talk about all the other things that I had on my list to talk about, like <laughs> interviewing Rosie O'Donnell. She was amazing. Look, she was absolutely meeting amazing. Meeting Lady Gaga. Uh, and going lady. to Tanzania and going to get all of the things. I was like, like, you do realize, part two. Joe? Yes, yeah. yes. I was like, you realize you're just. <laughs> I literally just set just that up. Every month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Joe will oh be God. an honorary girl who does the stuff. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yes. I would love to. Love it. That All right, awesome. Joe. We can need you... a Canadian branch. So I think we do. do. There it is. Satellite. Yeah. I love there it. There we go. I love it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I love it. All right, Joe. Tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Amazing. So I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Unlearn16. I have a podcast out called Unlearn16. Class is in session and it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all of the major streaming platforms. And uh, I'm on Twitter, but really I'm not, I I feel like I need to get smarter to be on Twitter. 140 characters is very limiting for me. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. I love it. I love it. That's why I always choose the three minute thing on TikTok. Thank you very much. Me too. Right. And then scale it back. If I'm less than three minutes, I'm like, sweet. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute blast and a pleasure. And thank you for the aha moment that you gave me. I appreciate Mm, you. I feel like this is full of aha moments. Yes. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was amazing. Yeah. And I will come back whenever you want. Yes. All right. It's on the record. We're holding her to that. On the record. Okay. Okay. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And and you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. Oh,